Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 6, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a very narrow ranging day. The Spiders or the S&P didn't get very far either in the northern or southern direction. It was another inside day to two days ago on Friday. At present, we take the market at face value and we say this. They're above all the moving averages. We know about that. The trend is your friend. They're going sideways for the last couple of days, eating time off the clock. Now, let's reiterate something I'm looking for kind of in the next couple of days. I'm looking for some kind of a short-term turn, meaning it could be a low, it could be a high. We could get one of these one, two-day wonder operations on the downside, a little bit of a shakeout operation, pull back, move up, pull back, move up, one-day wonder, move up. Could be one of those, could be a topping sign for a while, meaning a pullback situation if they run up for the next couple of days. If they go sideways for the next couple of days, we can take that as a corrective pattern, but it doesn't really tell us enough information rather than if they were trading up into or down into, call it Wednesday, Thursday, maybe even Friday type situation. We're looking for a short-term turn. For the last couple of days, the tape has been quiet. What follows a quiet tape doesn't necessarily have to mean tomorrow, but the longer it goes with a quiet tape, the closer you are to a tape that's not quiet. Everything has a beginning and an end. When one thing ends, a new beginning begins. A new thing begins. When the end of the quiet, low volatility, low participation, low volume tape ends, there will be one where we have more participation, increasing volume, and increasing volatility, not necessarily in the downward direction, could be in the upward direction. Volatility as a general term, meaning it's moving. Obviously, no change to the weekly chart with today's narrow range. I think the total points from high to low today in the S&P was around 20. 497.50 is the next target if they can spike above the high from Friday. Remember, that's already on a sticky note from yesterday. Make sure it's there. Don't write it in pencil. This will be quick inside the numbers. The market didn't move much today. There were trades in the live room this morning. We had a couple of traders on the short side. We had a couple of traders on the long side as they were playing ping pong back and forth. Just want to point out a thing or two from the notes. I'll scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes, and certainly double-check the work. I encourage you to do so. We had a bull pivot today coming in at 493.45. Zero dark 30 posted on the board. We think better in pictures right of the vertical is today's activity. Anybody think that one was important? Look what happened around the opening bell. Then you have later in the morning, another test. You have another test going on in the early afternoon, mid-afternoon, and then late afternoon, you have another test, and then right into the closing bell, you get to the end of the day ramp slash melt-up situation from an end of the day short-term perspective. Technically speaking, from a reasonable standpoint, that's an untradeable situation. You might get lucky here and there, but the concept was 
for 93.45 would be the bull pivot. And if they get ahead or above it, guess what? The bull case ensues, but they have to stay above it. Touching it, spiking it by a few pennies and dropping back down doesn't cut the mustard. We had a target this morning of a former gap. They hit the gap and they fell back away rather quickly. We did have some short players at the gap. What am I referring to? This gap here, it was unfinished business, 494.27. That's what it looks like on a five-minute chart. They spiked it by a couple of pennies, fell right away. We did have some short traders in the live room at the gap. I was waiting for a little bit higher. We talked it through, but certainly that was trader's choice. If trader was willing to short the gap, they were certainly willing to short it a smidge higher. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. It's all in here, everything you need from a numbers and concept slash schematic perspective. It was a very slow day, not exactly what we call a trader's tape. Stocks on the move, we had five on the board, only AMD hit its entry target. We'll take a look at that one. The other ones are off the board, they're considered no trades. FMC came close, ripped it back in the other direction before they got to the number, nevertheless. You could see the numbers in AMD as they were melting away today or this morning. 169.20 was the first number. 167.70 was the second. They went to the second. They bounced back to the first. If your average is in between, they gave you some kind of base hit. Same thing from the third number. They bounced back over the second number just not a great rocket ride situation, but it was full of what we call base hits in the trading parlance. The numbers work. Let's check in real quick if anything's going on with our Fab 7 stocks. Amazon ate some time off the clock. No change from yesterday. Apple's still in recovery mode up a little bit today. A little less than 1%. Bigger picture, weekly chart, nothing wrong with Apple. Above all the moving averages, the trend is who? is your companion. Microsoft, still above all the moving averages, nothing wrong with Microsoft. As they continue grinding up, there are normal garden variety pullbacks along the way. If you get below the low from this day, that could be deemed a reversal type of candle. The 31st of January, that will open the door for a leg lower down to at least 389.50, give or take. Google grinding a little bit higher today, just a touch, up 42 cents, 136.75, flag stuck in the ground there. That was our buy last week from a lazy swing trader, automagical algorithm system perspective. 147, 147, a little spike of it, 147.10 we'll call it, will be overhead resistance. It also is a target as long as they stay in grinding up mode. NVIDIA, a little bit of a wild ride today. They tried to fill this gap. I don't think they got it. 661.60, no accidents or coincidences. Today's low, 663. Nothing to do with NVIDIA unless you're long. If you're long, you must be taking profit along the way, but you can certainly take the ride till they throw you off the train. How about Meta? Teetering with the low from Friday. The low is 453.01, closing print today. 454.72, get below, stay below, close below that low, hourly, half a day, full day, two days and beyond, and it opens the door for a vacuum lower. Doesn't mean they open the door to the vacuum chamber right away, but the door would be open. 
meaning all the way down to the gap, the 20-period moving average on the daily chart, all that stuff. How about Tesla, given the appearance of a reversal? Yesterday, we have a spike the low, put in a tail. Don't finish at the high, but finish decent. Today, you have a retrace and a finish near the highs of day. It was a positive close, giving the sign and or signal of a potential reversal. Can be traded against yesterday's low. There's a lot of points in there from a near-term trading perspective. It's a wild one, so caveat emptor. Let's look at some ETFs while we're on the subject of looking at other stuff amongst a quiet day around the markets today. XLC, the Communication Services Select Sector Spider Fund. What's in here? Meta, Google, Netflix, some cable companies, some wireless companies, It's all over the place. I wouldn't necessarily call it communications. It's too broad. You can call it whatever you want. Looks pretty much like the Qs. Consumer discretionary. Here's an interesting one. So from a daily chart perspective, you have a high and then you have a lower high. So that's a fact, taking the market at face value. If you eclipse this high, that's off the table. But for now, you have a lower high. But wait, there's more. What's more dominant, the weekly chart eating time off the clock above all the moving averages or the daily chart lower high? Well, the weekly chart is the more dominant thing. Some of you will say, look, it's poised to write inverse head and shoulders pattern. Somebody will post that under the video and then I will come back over the top and say, nope, it's not a valid pattern. Just preempting the thing. Consumer staples, what's in here? Stuff you find in the pantry in your house and beyond. Staples, stuff we need on a regular basis. In an uptrend, the trend is your friend. Nobody's cutting back on toothpaste just yet. By the way, just recently got back above from a weekly chart perspective, the last of the all-moving averages in the line of defense, if you will. Check the end of February for this thing to potentially get to a target and put in some kind of a topping situation. A couple of weeks away, maybe. I would write that down, put it on a sticky note. What's going on with energy, XLE? You got a bunch of lower highs situation. Eating time off the clock, grinding around, maybe it's building a somewhat of a flaggish, bullish situation, but you still have lower highs. That's the more dominant thing. So you look at the weekly chart and say, well... You're in a downtrend. Is this a pullback, recocking the gun, resetting the tape for another move higher? Well, if you get above all these moving averages, guess what? The trend will become your friend and the vortex will suck it in the upward direction. How about healthcare? We'll just stick on the weekly chart. Anything wrong with healthcare? No, as long as everybody's buying Ozempic, healthcare continues to rise. Industrials, trend is your friend. Above all the moving averages... All-time highs, nothing wrong with this. Obviously, they're going to get to a place, decide it's time for a pullback, but the trend is your friend. They're getting a little bit far extended from home base. Get out your sticky pads. I'm going to give you a number. 120.36. You can see it on the weekly chart. Giving you a gift. It's a mathematical number. It's formula-driven. They're at new highs. There's no point of reference from a short perspective. But what I can tell you is... If they start to get close, 120.36 is a target, 
and under normal garden variety conditions should be overhead resistance. But all it is, is a number from a calculator with a formula. Put it on a sticky note, see what happens if they get there. About the materials sector. Fix that chart, looks a little squirrely. Back to the materials sector. Hit the convergence of moving averages, bounce back up. Not above all the moving averages, so the trend is not your friend on this daily chart just yet. However, on the weekly chart, look what's going on here. This is very, very interesting. Let's use something that I teach about all the time. You have a breakup candle. The low is exactly $81.63. So you don't close below it. You test it here. They stayed above it. They retested it this week. However, they are above it. If they close above it after testing it and the convergence of these moving averages after a bullish pullback situation to test the low of a breakup candle low in an on-time situation for the most part, that is a bullish recipe for a run higher. Write this one down, rewind the tape, watch it again, XLB, lesson de jour. Staying on the weekly variety, what do we have here? Check this out. Look familiar? XLRE, the real estate stuff. Now, real estate, from a commercial perspective anyway, is in the news because of the New York Community Bank situation. The regional banks pop up again. Where they are exposed to is a lot of commercial real estate, among other things. That could get squirrely if high rates cause some renegotiation of contracts, defaults, bankruptcies, because short-term debt does have to be rolled over from commercial real estate borrowers, residential multifamily apartment complexes, office buildings, class A space, B space, it doesn't matter. They're all short-term loans in nature and have to be rolled over. When rates rise, the costs go up. The model changes. Most of these blokes were leveraged to the hilt. They always are in the real estate boom cycles. That's why they're called boom and bust. But we're just looking at the chart of XLRE and we're seeing the same thing we just saw in the materials sector where they tested a breakup candle low. They didn't get to the moving averages in this case just yet. Again, this is a weekly chart, but you have an on-time type of situation, test the breakup candle low. You got something cooking. Technology, we don't have to reiterate that. Might as well look at the cues. Utilities, not in favor, below all the moving averages. Telling us, and we've talked about this one before, telling us that everything in rates isn't so peachy keen. In other words, don't necessarily believe everything you hear about Fed cutting rates. That's not what the utility sector is saying. Either that or there's something else going on. They are interest rate sensitive. They carry a lot of debt. That's the reason they have to roll over the debt. Cost of debt increases, profits go down. That's the reason that they usually go down in price on an interest rate cycle. Is this indicating something different or is that the thing? Either way, it doesn't matter. The trend is your friend below all the moving averages on the weekly chart, and certainly it's not bullish, but yet bearish. 58.75, 58.60, but you didn't hear it from me. Sticky note. Back to the daily charts, we'll take a look at the airline sector in terms of jets. And jets is flying off right now above all the moving averages. They're taking off to challenge these highs one more time. Eventually, they're going to get through because this is more of a long-term 
bullish situation when you peer back a little bit and look at the weekly chart. They corrected a little bit, recocked the gun, they're right back up. This is eating time off the clock to challenge and get through this 200 period moving average. If they do, what's the target in Jets? 21 and a quarter, sticky note, material. What's going on over in Camp IWM today? My favorite market leading indicator, up $1.73, nine-tenths of 1%. Spiders were up one-third of a percent. We have relative strength trying to recapture the moving averages and get back above, which will put them in the you-know-the-jingle. Trend is your friend, yada, yada. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How about up over 2% today? 322 points. Nice little rocket ride situation. Same thing we just looked at on a different chart. Challenging these highs to do what? To go challenge the other highs over here. Eating time off the clock. Building energy to make another move higher. That's the ticket until it changes. Take it at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. What about the Qs? They were down a touch today, 86 cents, two-tenths of a percent. Eating time off the clock. An inside date to Friday, no change. Financials, up eight cents today. No big deal. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Last couple of days, they came down. Not last couple, but a few days ago last week. Came down in the vicinity of home base. What does that do? It recocks the gun. They're going sideways in an uptrend. Take it at face value. Smash mouth, 1% down day. It's not a federal emergency. The semis are over bloated. They're still just in an uptrend, eating time off the clock. There's nothing wrong with this. We talked about this yesterday. If they cannot and do not close above the high from two weeks ago, then this tail candle is still active. But they're at new highs, so it's a very difficult from a trading perspective situation. About natural gas, never seems to get going, always comes back down, at least for now. There's my number, 1755, if they get there. They got to make another new low, spike the low, get down here. That is a number that should be support. You should get a bounce, 1755. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.